another mic because I want to make sure you can hear me. Yes, sir. And uh, I'll come back to this when I start talking. But uh, y'all don't mind. Uh, that, that was one. But I, I used to, uh, when I first came to Shiloh years ago, we used to, the ushers would, uh, would love to have ushers' anniversaries. Usher number one, usher boy number two, seniors, juniors. But but you you know their their song is the song of the church, which is we've come this far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're leaning. Know that we're trusting, trusting in His holy word. Ah, oh, He never, He never failed. He never failed me yet. That's why I sing in oh.
was talking to the ministers on Thursday. They they kept throwing out names of songs and uh, and uh, and I was just reminiscing with them. But if you don't know this one, you ain't never been in church. You probably, I need to find out if you know Jesus if you don't know this next one. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Come on, help me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, yeah. Shine 
Just give God a praise. Put your hands together. Now, I got about 10 more songs on this list I know I can't get to. But I feel like I just want to spend a few minutes and just share uh, sort of the reason why we're hooded up today. Uh, 
and uh, I want to just talk for a few minutes. But um, and if you if you help me do that, I, I'll be glad. Um, as you take your seats, um, Rance Allen went home to be with the Lord, but Rance would say there's something about the name of Jesus. It is the sweetest name I know. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name. Church of New London, Connecticut. Thank you, Lord. We call it by many names. We call it Shiloh New London. We call it Shiloh Holistic Empowerment Center. But whatever we call it, please, God, let it always be called a place of worship in honor of you. God, we thank you for what you've done in this ministry. 
thank you for how you spoke to us already afresh. Now preach a word in my spirit so that from my spirit I might give it to theirs that we may live thereby. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And all of God's children said, Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to read the pastor's scripture. <laughs> Let me just read a couple of verses, if you will, from uh, 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. I'm trying to switch back over. Let me see if I can. Uh, if not, let me just read it here. 1 first, first John chapter 1. Let's read just the first uh, few verses. Well, I need to read verses 5 six and seven for sure. Verse five, six and seven of first John. I'm reading from the living Bible. Verse five says, this is the message God has, has given us to pass on to you. That God is light. In him is no darkness at all. So if we say that we are his friends, but go on living in spiritual darkness and sin, we are lying. But if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ does, then we have wonderful fellowship and joy with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. This is the word of God for the people of God. Someone say, thanks be to God. The next few be seated for the next few moments on top of the theme. This is our hood. We're all family. I could have easily titled this sermon and been absolutely correct. Out of the text, wonderful fellowship. Both are appropriate. This is our hood. We're all family. I had the um the blessed privilege of talking to a friend of mine, new friend, met of the, during the pandemic, and we've gotten to know each other quite well. And um, we were blessed to have him be a part of the prison ministry um, conference uh, led by our dear brother Winston, um, brother Abdul Rahim Muhammad, who is a wonderful clinician, and they run a service in Hartford, uh, my people clinical services. We were talking about um, manhood, and he runs a program called the Manhood Tree, where he tries to help young men to understand who they are and to explore their lives. Um, Brother Muhammad is wonderful. He, here's what he says. He says, the Manhood Tree group is an exploration of the life cycle of a man, starting with discussing his roots and neighborhood then continuing through boyhood, teen, young adulthood, relationships, brotherhood, fatherhood, and then finally manhood. It is, it is Muhammad's uh, thinking, and I think he's onto something, that your roots connect you to who you're from, your people, those whose DNA you carry. But the neighborhood you grow up in makes a huge difference in your life. 
um, people don't realize how deadly redlining has been and gerrymandering and all of the ways in which we create neighborhoods um, because we want to make wealth in one area and to decrease wealth in another. And what's ended up happening, schools go up in one area, education goes up in one area, generational wealth is created in one area. Neighborhood has a lot to do with how you come up, how you, how you live. You, in, in the neighborhood, you, you see the images of people, and some of which are rather negative. Some neighborhoods, you see images of people that are doing nefarious deeds. And, and one of the things he tries to help young men to come under to an understanding is that when you live in a neighborhood in which you have no control over, at least up until a certain age, you have to learn how to navigate and operate within that paradigm. And unfortunately, some people end up navigating and operating themselves into an early grave, into a jail cell, into a low-paying job, into a lack of education, into a resistance to all authority. And a lot of it started with the neighborhood. It started where they were at. I, I'm, you know, um, I hope I hope they have this available to you. I, I was so disappointed uh, this week uh, because rapper Young Dolph. I know some of y'all don't know who Young Dolph is, but but rapper Young Dolph, who was widely admired in the hip hop community for his authenticity and fierce independence, was shot and killed on Wednesday inside of a his beloved local cookie shop in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. He was back in his old hood, wearing his new clothes, driving his new car with his new jewelry, and a spirit of jealousy from whatever pit. And in his own hood, Here's a young man that was known for giving away food and passing out turkeys that, that, that week. He was known for going and working with ministries and charities and donating money, but in his own hood. Uh, sometimes I think it, it, it becomes difficult when you realize that some places can be negative. But our ancestors here in southeastern Connecticut 127 years ago realized that neighborhood was what you created. And a part of what they did was they went above whatever the neighborhood that they may have been living in and created an entirely different hood that I'll call the church hood. Oh yeah. Because see, when they came to church, class got stripped away because the doctors went to church with students. The lawyers were in the same church. 
the mortician came to the same church. They saw the school teachers and the guidance counselors walking in the same church. They were able to see images that may not have been like their local neighborhood where they lived at, but they could see images of people that were doing something in life and excelling in life and were telling them, you can be more. You see, the church, this is our hood, is the neighborhood of faith, family, and formation. Let me say it again. Faith, family, and formation. That's what happens in the church. We help people understand what faith is all about, a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, but then we help them to understand how important family is at every level and every type. From the single mother to those of you who are married, from those persons who are struggling and recovering to those persons who are helping them to recover. We are family. And then formation is how we help them become disciples and learn how to live their faith in a disciplined manner. Because somehow you have to learn how to be. You know, it's kind of hard to be what you ain't seen. So in being in community with people, let me look at that formation again. You see, I, I, I'm doing this right, but I, I changed this order just a little bit because I think we start with boyhood, young adulthood, or boyhood and girlhood, young adulthood all the way across, or brotherhood and sisterhood and manhood and womanhood. Because, see, you need to get to be a man before we get you to be a father because it's hard for a boy to be a real father. That's why they call them baby daddies. You got to get to be a man. Yeah. Manhood and womanhood and fatherhood and motherhood. But it all starts with the neighborhood. Mr. Rogers used to say, won't you be? Won't you be? Won't you be my neighbor? The church is our neighborhood where we seek to share values, nurture dreams, and open the doors of opportunity. It's no accident that the largest independent scholarship program in Southeastern Connecticut, the Martin Luther King Scholarship Program, was started by members of this church. It's no accident that it could be independent of the church and now hold the key to the futures of children around and are giving out scholarships in the thousands of dollars each year. It's no accident because in the church we learn to help people live their dreams and open up doors of opportunity because we don't, don't care about your soul. We want you to live well in this life so you can live well in the next. It's no accident that we were one of the first churches to contribute a scholarship to the fund. 
Why? Because we want to participate in nurturing dreams and opening doors of opportunity. See, the church is our neighborhood where formation and faith are combined to make disciples of Jesus Christ. We're working on making disciples. This is our hood. This is our hood. The church is our neighborhood where we feed the sheep, I'll add milk the goats, and drive out the wolves. This is our hood. Someone will ask me, Reverend, why are we wearing hoods? Because the hood represents a lot. It is also a cultural symbol in some areas. It is also the least common denominator. We're all one, we're all even, no big eyes and little U's. And most of us don't have rhinestones on, but <laughs> some of us do. <laughs> That's my intentional joke. She's shining. Listen, listen, the idea though is that people will learn, come, like the whole hymn said, just as I am. Our fellowship, our fellowship, the text uses the word koinonia, which is the word for fellowship. And the word for fellowship in the koinonia, it, it simply means that those who have like interest and like-mindedness, those who are pointed and aimed at the same thing, our fellowship is not in a location exclusively, as in a particular neighborhood, but in the oneness of our faith. It's in the oneness of our faith. That's what our fellowship is all about. And I won't, I won't be much longer before you. I know I sang a little bit long this morning, and I don't want to keep you longer than another five minutes. So I'm, in five minutes, I'm going to give you three points, and I'm going to sing a song. In five minutes. And I'm going to tell you what I want to do. It is I'll pray for you, you pray for me. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you five, five minutes. Watch this. There are three areas of oneness in this churchhood, in our churchhood. And I'm going to give them to you. I'll come back and preach this later. But I want you to get the idea and the message right now rooted in your spirit. Because I told you we're going to work this year as we close the year. I'm befriending one another, loving one another, being together, and helping each other excel to the next level in God and in life, and in life, in life. Three areas of oneness, listen. It is oneness in Christ with the Father. Oneness in Christ with the Father. First area, oneness in Christ with the Father. First John, verse one, verse, chapter one, verse three. The Amplified Version puts it this way. What we have seen and heard also we proclaim to you so that you may have fellowship as partners with us. And indeed our fellowship 
which is the distinguishing mark of a born again believers is the with the father and his with his son Jesus Christ our fellowship is with the oneness with Christ and with the father let me tell you something here, here, here's the reality here and I'm going to break this down for you I promise I will here's the reality that because of Jesus and the light that he has brought into the world we have a relationship with God the father he has reconciled us back to the Father, and it is because we've been reconciled with the Father through the Son that we have life in him, and it is all because of Jesus. And God gave him a name that is above every name that every knee would bow and every tongue would confess that he's the Lord. Jesus is his name. Christ is the fact that he is the Messiah, the savior of the world. Christ is not his last name, it's what he's done. He's the Messiah. Oneness in Christ with the Father. That light that came down was the light of God. And he says, look, he says, I wanna give a corrective to anybody who thinks they can just treat this light any old kind of way. If you say you have the light, but you're not walking in it, he says, you're fooling yourself. You are lying to yourself. But as long as you know you wanna be in the light, and you know that there are times when you're better than times when you're less, there are times when you do good and times when you mess up. If you come back to the one that reconciles you with the Father through Jesus, the blood of Jesus will cleanse every sin. You don't have to hide. You just got to get cleansed. Number two, number two. It's oneness in the community with fellowship. It's oneness in the community with fellowship. Listen, the Living Bible puts 1 John 1, 7 this way. It says, but if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ does, then we have wonderful fellowship and joy with each other. Let me tell you something. God wants us to be able to fellowship in the joy of the Lord. He wants us to know what he does with people that worship him. And more that we learn how to worship and praise our God. I'm not just talking about shouting and dancing and speaking in tongues and running around the house. No, I'm talking about being in community because there's something about community that gives strength. And Jesus made it so clear to us that you can't do it by yourself. So he says that you can be strengthened by being around people because where two or three are gathered in my name. I'll be in the midst to bless the needed one. Number three, and I'm done, and we're going to sing together, and I'm getting out of here. I'm over time. Watch this. Number three, it is oneness in completion of the faith. Oneness in completion of the faith. This is important here. here, here you got to get this now. I'm going to go back this time and read it from the Living Bible. Listen to what he says. Verse three 
of the text we've been reading. This is 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. I just want to read verse 3 because I wanted to jump out at you. He says, again, I say to you, we are telling you about what we ourselves have actually seen so that you may share. He says, I want you to share. I, I want you to get something out of this. Uh, he says, and then, then he says, uh, I'm going to read the verse 4 from the Amplified Version. He says, we're writing these things to you so that you, that our joy in seeing you included may be complete. He says, by having you share, y'all get it, in the joy of salvation. Let me, let me tell you this. The completion of every believer's life is found in sharing the gospel and in sharing the faith. You can't do this by yourself. That's why Jesus sent his disciples out two by two, because you can't do this by yourself. That's why he sent out the 70. That's why he had the 12. You can't do this by yourself. There are some things you need other folk to do with you. You need to share the joy of your salvation and share the very light of Jesus Christ because as you share it, you can dispel the darkness in the lives of other people. You can dispel the darkness that overcomes the mind of people who are living in rough conditions. You can dispel the darkness that gets on the spirits of folk who are going through a hard time because as you share the light, you will find that God will move in the light. That's why he told you to walk in the light, the beautiful light, come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright, shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. So when we walk in the light and share the light and we complete each other, guess what I need to tell you? You're not going to be complete alone. We need each other to survive. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. We complete each other. We are part of each other. This is our hood and we are family somebody give God a praise I'll pray for you you pray for me and watch God change things hallelujah hallelujah Church open, I extend an invitation to you. I'll pray for you, yes. 
My wife and I, we always pledge at least a thousand dollars. And I and this year I got to do a more because I've got a brother in our church who is always trying to trying to bless and he calls me up to make sure I know that he's trying to just so I gotta try and get I gotta get gotta squeeze something somewhere. But let me tell you, we're pledging first fruits already. So you pledge whatever God lays on your heart. I can't tell you what to do, but what I can tell you is you can look around and see we're doing good works. Our food pantry is giving out food this week so that we can make sure every family that has asked gets served. Every family that has asked gets served. Our diaconate ministry has gift cards to make sure anybody that didn't ask but has a need gets served. And then we've had, we had a young man who was coming to our food pantry at, at down, uh, down the hill. And uh, the Family Life Center, and they were out there, they've been serving him earlier in the summer. And he had just uh, had a life transition. He says, I'm gonna bless, I'm gonna give back. Well, God bless that young man. That young man got on his feet, started his own business, is doing extremely well. He just needed something to get him over the hump. He needed something to get him over the hump. And so this Thanksgiving, he's doing a Thanksgiving feast for everybody else who needs to get over the hump. And so we're going to help him do his Thanksgiving feast for everybody else. Y'all, look, I want you to understand what I'm trying to tell you is, we, you know, sometimes people just need that, that, look, I don't have it today. But if, when I get it, I'm going to give back. I'm going to do better. And all they need is a little bit of a blessing, a little bit. And so your church is here. We're trying to be here. So support your ministry. Support First Fruit Sunday. Support this capital campaign drive. That's next month, uh, the second Sunday in, in, in uh, it's the second or third Sunday. In, in, in December, whatever it is, I'll make sure I put enough, uh, make sure you know. But get ready. Amen. I love you all the love of the Lord. We're going to get ready to get out of here. I don't know if I have anything else I'm supposed to do, but I know I'm over time. I see red numbers up on the clock, which means the bishop is over time. Stand on your feet. Van, y'all were awesome. I gave y'all a workout. They had no idea what I was going to sing this morning. Y'all now see. <laughs> Come on. Up on the screen are folks at home wearing their hoods. Look at that little Mikey. Look at that. Hey, you know my sister and brother-in-law from Singapore up there. The Glens on there. People sitting in their hood shots. Shiloh all over the world, amen. Peggy and her baby. I love all of y'all. God bless you, baby. God bless you, baby. Amen. All of you right now, let's look to the Lord. Lift up one hand. And I want you just to wave at your brother and sister and say, neighbor, I pray God's peace upon you. And now tell them the benediction. Shalom. Go in peace. Be governed by the ushers as you leave today. Come on, hear it. Oh, give thanks.
that's it. Thank you, praise and worship.